Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Conspiracies by Cobra, that is our storefront. Chicken by George. Don't even get me started about that, Holly. We'll talk about that later. She this was... Is- Smoking crack, by the way, about that story. We'll get to it later. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Conspiracies by Cobra. It's what we do. We do it well. But this one was handed to us and we didn't even know yeah, it was a thing. It's a, it's kind of a misnomer to say conspiracies by Cobra, only insofar as this is not our conspiracy. Um, this is one that was uh, brought to us by a guy named Rich. Uh, Jezwiak, who's from the internets, Uh and Jezebel, among other things. And Rich, he did this article, and I was just sucked in the minute I saw it. It was Rich. Exactly. Paula Abdul keeps talking about surviving a plane crash for which no record exists. I'm like, Paula Abdul is talking about a plane crash that she was in that that nobody has a record of ever happening? Tell me more. Okay, so what's interesting about this is when you first said Paula Abdul is talking about a plane crash that never even actually happened probably or something i i think have i ever heard her talk about a plane crash and then i did remember it like immediately because that was she blames things on that yeah well um okay so let me give you one example of what she said uh took place alleging that there was a plane crash that she survived during her under my spell tour which ran from 1991 to 1992 Quote, during the end of my world tour, the Spellbound tour, when I was traveling from one city to the next in a small seven-seater plane, one of the engines blew up and the right wing caught fire and we crash landed. I didn't have my seatbelt on and I hit my head on the top of the plane and that went on to I withstood 15 cervical spinal surgeries and I had to take seven years off and then I reappeared on American Idol. So the way she tells it. This plane crash like set her back seven years yeah. from her career. That's kind of a big deal, right? Yes. Well, there's several remarkable things about them that Rich pointed out, uh, many of which involve the fact that there is no account publicly of this ever happening at the time. I mean, I could bore you with dates and details, but the takeaway is there is no actual press account of her being in a plane crash traveling from city to city. And if... And he goes through and lays out several different times she has talked about this story. Um, and the fact that, you know, again, it's a crash landing. Right. It, wherein she has major, major physical damage and has to get surgery. She also um, says that because of that series of surgery, that not only explained her absence from the spotlight in the na- late 90s, um, she sometimes links that to her painkiller use. Yep. Um, so it's fascinating that she, she has all of 
these references to this particular event. And when Rich went looking, there was no record of it. He checked with the people who keep track of plane crashes, big ones, little ones, accidents, incidents. And there was there has been no public um Acknowledgement of it, record of it, right? And what's interesting about it is like this allegedly. Now, you could say something like, well, you know, maybe it happened in another country and they don't keep the same records. No, it allegedly happened in Iowa, in Iowa. Yeah. And that she just crashed in a farm, you know, in a farm uh, cornfield or something in in Iowa. Iowa. And the other thing that's interesting about it is when she describes the crash itself, it's not like. You know, they something failed in the engine and they had to make an emergency landing. There's like fire involved, things that you would imagine there would have to be an emergency crew on site for. She said she was knocked unconscious when she came to. Everyone was holding hands, saying prayers. Oh, sorry. No, saying (laughs) prayers. She says, but all I could think of was this isn't my time. It's not my time to go. Then we crash landed in flames in a cornfield and I was knocked out again. Right. Only to wake up in a hospital where a microsurgeon told me that I'd crushed my entire entire cervical spine, which led to uh, paralysis on my right side. I disappeared for close to seven years. But again, it's fascinating that like the National Transportation Safety Board doesn't have this on their database. Now, some some people have said, like, it's possible that maybe this happened and they didn't report it at the time. But then he he uh, rich. Like goes through that and he's like, well, you wouldn't just leave a plane in flames in a field somewhere without somebody having collected that plane or accounted for it or like an insurance claim. But okay, yes, all of that. Plus, uh, there's seven people on a plane that allegedly goes down and crashes in a cornfield in flames. There probably would be some record of, I don't know, emergency uh, vehicles showing up at the scene. Yeah. Right? Like, they have to keep those records. And we would have just heard and, about and, it. Yeah. And, hi, a celebrity singer in a plane crash. That makes headlines. And also the dates, times, cities are all confused in her different like accounts. Like, they don't line up at all. Yeah. Well, and they change. Yeah. And it, it makes it very difficult, based on her actual tour schedule, to line up the possibility of where this could have taken place. She also says at one point that it happened when she was going from one city to another city. And now I can't remember what the cities were. But that, that this happened in Iowa. And Iowa is nowhere in any type of flight pattern you would ever use. It's like 150 miles north of where you should be going. So it's a little bizarre. Yeah. Now, she wouldn't be the first person to, you know, confuse a Midwestern state, perhaps. But I will say that he at the end says uh, that, you know, she also has over time cited car accidents and her long history as a dancer as the causes of her pain. So... It, it this seems like a story we should be able to disprove very quickly right because again now i will say he contacted uh her people and nobody's responded yet so it'll be interesting to see what happens maybe it was a fever dream or maybe it was or a lie maybe it was a figment of her imagination yeah. straight up lie or just a lie that's true. Don't That's tell also me an that you really want to crash i, I do you, okay holly can i task you with something please could you please, in the coming days, do a clean sweep of NT Lawyer's blind items? Oh, to see if to you see can if find he's a... ever said anything about oh, that. We got one from today. Oh, one about moment, her. Please. 
Really? One moment, please. Uh, oh, well, what's interesting, and I don't know if this is related at all, but the reason I learned about this story and the reason he brought this story up is because it was recently, she was just on RuPaul's brand new show, which is something we can talk about at a separate time, but she was just a guest and I think told a, a version of this story. story on that show. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, Holly's combing the blind items. Uh, if you find it, Holly, can you deliver it to us uh, when we come back? Oh, here it is. Oh, good. Okay, easy. All right. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I think this former A-list singer, in quotation marks, turned reality judge believes the plane accident happened, and that is why she got hooked on pain pills. The thing is, just because she believes it happened doesn't mean it really did, but it's a great story she can continue to use on talk shows. I don't understand why people would tell a story that's so provably false, or so... Possibly provably false, right? I, yeah, I don't know either. You'd think somebody from her team would be like, hey, can we tone down that story? Because it's all lies. Yeah. All right. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies is in the house. Hello. Hi. Hi. The Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Paul, we love Fridays because you come here and you've seen all the movies that uh, you need to tell us about and then you can tell us whether or not it's worth our time. I've got one great new release that I think is definitely worth your time and then an event that Bradley and I are doing on Sunday that I definitely want people to come see. Oh, awesome. Well, let's get started with uh, the movie you think everybody needs to see. I want everyone to go see Late Night. And this stars Mindy Kaling as an aspiring comedy writer that gets hired at a late night talk show hosted by Emma Thompson's character. And she really could be the fresh, authentic voice to really save her show from cancellation. So I it have sounds no idea what this movie is about. I had not heard uh, nothing. So I Mindy, had not heard I had nothing. not heard nothing about it. And I don't know if it's just not getting a lot of promos or what, but it is so smart and topical and funny and like sad at times. And like way, way better and more genius than I thought it would be. Well, kind I of going like into it. Mindy Kaling is like I don't know that people have really had the opportunity to truly experience all of her brilliance yet. Yes, correct. Um, and she wrote the movie too, as as well as starring in it. And she really draws not only from the political, the not political, the current TV landscape, where late night shows are not about interviews anymore. They're about bits and you know games right. that go viral. That's exactly what Jimmy Fallon's issue yes. is. And they poke fun at that in the movie. And we see with Emma's character. I mean, her guest. is is Doris Kearns Goodwin as part of this thing like this is why your show was tanking in the ratings because mm-hmm. no one wants to pay attention to that uh-huh. anymore so she's facing this idea of ageism I, mean, I Doris Kearns Goodwin I know right like Seriously. we would be all up for that interview um, you know sexism and how does she try to find her voice and, this, and then Mindy's character it's a room full of male writers young male writers and now she's the quote unquote diversity hire and that's the only reason why she's hired because she has no experience in television she works in a chemical plant huh it is brilliant. I thought it was just so good. John Lithgow plays Emma's husband. So there's stuff about career and longevity yeah. that they both are dealing with. I do love that Mindy Kaling, it seems to me, at least in this regard, but I've seen, you know, when you've seen other projects that she's been involved in, she has like multiple perspectives that she's able to pull together in a storyline right. to tell a story that is relevant, current. Mm hmm 
funny, mm-hmm. but also gets your brain going. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot going on in this movie. Like, you wouldn't expect all of these different kind of subplots to be in one movie, but it all works, I think, really well. And Emma Thompson, you think about her career, and I still think that she gives one of the best performances of her career in this movie. Oh, wow. Because she brings her That's such... a lot. Yeah, it really is. Like, she brings such history and gravitas and just this... She's a woman of a certain age in this movie. And then what does that mean? And Emma just gets you thinking like she's a character that you don't want to like because she's cold hearted. She's a bit frigid, kind of like Meryl in The Devil Wears Prada. But then you feel something, you feel empathy toward what uh-huh. she's going through, too. And what the studio or the, the network is pulling on her as well. So how many tickets? I'm giving it four and a half out of five. Wow. I really walked away just like, yeah. All like right. people go see this and support okay. this movie. All right, okay, this is great. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted to leave enough time for you guys yes. both to talk about this awesome event you guys have going on this weekend. Yeah, so starting tonight, the trial on cinema in South Minneapolis is showing two very monumental LGBTQ movies, The Boys in the Band from 1970 and then The Celluloid Closet from 1995, and that's a documentary all about gay representation in film from the silent era up through 1995. I mean, it literally does sort of chart the entire history, which it's just a fun romp too because there's all sorts of celebrity cameos in the movie people that aren't necessarily lgbtq but no. who you know were in hollywood during the different you know um, periods which some were more permissive than others for lgbtq stories and how the, you know actors and directors would have to hide this in their perform not hide from their performance but you can talk about it in the screenplay and so how did they kind of touch on that for the audience to know that this character is gay or maybe not oh, gay? interesting yeah it's fascinating so it's kind of a fun like you know you've got this little educational piece and then you get a little bit of a theatrical piece one of the actual movies that's talked about or represented within the celluloid closet so you get a little song, a little dinner a little theater a little dinner a little theater right. a little song a little dance so you get a little bit of both in this double feature and you can go to one you can go to the other or you can go to both all weekend long all weekend long and then on Sunday you and I will be doing a Q&A after the movies to really talk about LGBT cinema in 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 cinema and what these two movies are like and how the boys in the band was pivotal in kind of shaping how movies treated gay characters because it's about nine gay men one we don't really know and how do they it's a full kind of look at gay life in 1970 which is very rare yeah it's a very rare story so we want people to come out for it tickets are eight dollars per movie which is really reasonable that is so reasonable they're showing a 35 millimeter print of the celluloid closet so it's kind of fun which is fun because then it's actually on film that you're watching you know for this okay because you the words you just said i didn't know what that meant i know and (laughs) it's like you you know we're used to movies nowadays being shown digitally sure and then to get these older movies in honor real and projected through a projector. Very cool. You're going to hear cool. the whir of the projector in the background. Right. Um, and again, to your point, uh, you can each of those two movies is airing uh, once, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. To your point, our uh, Q&As will happen after the Sunday performances, which are at 3 and 5. Yep, 3 and 5.15. So 3 o'clock is the celluloid closet. 5.15 on Sunday is the boys in the band. And Bradley, tell people why... All of this came about. What happened 50 years ago this week, so, this year? So Stone, Stonewall, the Stonewall um, riots, the Stonewall uprising, really sort of the, um, 
you know, the beginning of the modern uh, LGBTQ civil rights movement. Um, and there's a whole history behind that particular event. This particular year, um, you know, the world is celebrating Pride's 50th anniversary. So there's a big celebration for that that's coming up. And it's just a great opportunity to not only talk about the history, um, but to experience, you know, some of the culture within that mm-hmm. history. Um, tickets are available at trylon.org. And I think it's good. You know, there's so many young people nowadays that just don't know what it was like to live a very closeted life back back then or to to, to be married to a woman and to le- live be your gay be self. Be who you are. Be who you are. And I just want to add, too, for those who are trying to envision what this is going to look like, you might be thinking of a theater where you go see movies, and that might feel big and maybe not very personal. The Trilon is a smaller, very intimate experience. Yeah, it, it hosts like 100, it's, I think it's 100 seats, 90 to 100 seats, and they've been around for about 10 years now, recently remodeled even. And it's a it's fun a, space. It's yeah. a fun space. So it's this a great is going to be a really cool way to sort of like have an intimate and really wonderful, rich conversation. Yeah. Everybody's the there, you. you know, everybody's there with a particular interest. And so I just feel like the, you know, the crowd is going to be somewhat electric or alive in a yeah. way that your typical movie theater audience is not going to be. And they also have snacks. So, right. <laughs> Plus food and beer. <laughs> yeah. Again, and the, the trial on T-R-Y-L-O-N dot org dot for, org tickets. for tickets. Come awesome. join us. Say yeah. hi. Get the tickets online though. So you don't have to worry about it. Right. And, um, Again, there's two, four, six different showtimes. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for showing thanks up. Thanks for having me. Uh, you'll be on Twin Cities Live? Yes, and we're talking summer movies. Oh, some of my God. favorite summer movies of all time. I love it. All right. We'll be back with dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. They're these people that we're about to tell you about, we have a name for them. That's crazy stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 We are going to California first. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you about a low speed chase that happened in a mobile home park in California. Okay. So, low speed chase. Yeah, it was a low speed chase because what had happened was uh, somebody called 911 and reported a stolen SUV. And the cops were hot on the trail of this SUV. Turns out, though, the SUV wasn't like on the freeway, it was in the middle of a mobile home park. The person driving the SUV could not find their way out of the park. And so they just kept on riding around in circles. It looks, there's actual aerial video of it, and it is kind of comical. Uh, He appears to be topping uh, 30 mile per hour speeds, (laughs) and literally they are trying to, like, put up barricades for him with police cards, and he just drives around them in circles. At 30 miles an hour. At 30 miles per hour. You know, you gotta feel like at some point he's just gonna run out of gas. I think eventually he just gave up. He was like, how do I get out of this darn place? 
and he tried to flee on foot and he was arrested. I never understand the people that are fleeing from police in a car. Like, has anyone ever gotten away? Uh, I guess I guess there probably have been people. We just don't hear about those nine times out of ten. I feel like nobody gets away, especially if there's a helicopter on you. Well, don't you feel like what is he doing in that car driving 30 miles per hour with cops everywhere? Like, is do, he just do, like do. listening to an audiobook or like <laughs> a podcast talking to his mom? Hopefully my talk 1071 yeah. streaming on, Hello. A, on his app. You've been featured. It's possible. So there you go. Um, yeah. And he slows down. It looks like there's a little speed indicator. Yeah. Just taking corners nice and easy. Yep. Okay, that was in California. I feel like we don't talk a lot about California, frankly. They don't show up a lot. Um, Next, we're going to somewhere between Los Angeles and San Antonio. Just any place. Well, somewhere in the sky at 30,000 feet. Okay. Because I need to tell you about a United Airlines passenger that was just charged with uh, something. So I need to tell you about Enrique Gonzalez. Enrique Gonzalez did something that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status while on a flight between Los Angeles and San Antonio. Uh-oh. Was he polishing the silverware? In fact, he <gasps> was. Ugh. Not only was he polishing his silverware, however, um, he had some assistance. Oh, he had a, a he had a friend helping him polish. According to witnesses, uh, the criminal conduct began when the cabin lights were dimmed and continued for approximately 30 minutes, during which time uh, Gonzalez met the eyes of the witness <gasps> and continued his conduct. Oh, ew, 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 ew. First of all, I do get uncomfortable when the lights go low in a, in a plane because I'm like... People can do weird things when it's dark. What? Have you ever that, seen something? No. I, mean, I never have thought in my really? life that somebody's doing something nasty. I'm always uh, like, it's dark in here. Or that even if they are doing something nasty, it's a solo experience. Yeah, but that's still nasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should t- remember I told yeah. you that he had some assistants. Yeah, who was assisting him? His wife. Oh. <gasps> So Gonzalez's wife, who was also on the flight, presumably sitting next to him, at least I hope, because that would have been awkward if it wasn't. Oh, gosh. What if there was somebody in the... Okay. I'm just saying, like, all of a sudden a hand comes from between the seats. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> or like there's somebody sitting between them. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Reach over. Hmm. Well, Gonzalez's wife, who was also on the flight, said she was aware of her husband's silverware polishing and admitted to police that she, quote, played with it as well. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he was summarily arrested uh, by airport police and will face a misdemeanor charge, a $500 fine, and possibly 90 days in jail for playing with it, if you will. I mean, can't you just like, if, if wait that's till your you fan, land or go to the bathroom? Yeah. Also, a half hour. Like, that's a. Yeah, something just tells me this wasn't a need, that wasn't an itch that needed to be scratched. This was like a, if he was looking people in the eye while he was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something. The, else. the worst that's part about an airplane, having that happen in an airplane, is like you can't get away. Yeah, like well, you're that's, stuck in the tin can in the sky with the person who's polishing their silverware and looking at you. And hopefully, his wife was the only person sitting next to him because that would just be disgusting. What Ew, would you do? That's nasty. 
Okay, before we get to the next story, I need to add a caveat to this. There really is not a crazy, stupid idiot in the story. It's just a crazy story, and so it needs to be told. This is the only place I could tell it, and it's a local story. Have you heard about what happened, I believe, in Blaine on Monday? No. Or Wednesday. It doesn't matter. Earlier this week. Okay. On Wednesday, a four-year-old boy who just wanted to go to the gas station to get some candy took his great-grandfather's walker when nobody was looking, climbed up on the walker, took the keys to his car off a hook, got into the car, and drove himself to the nearby speedway for candy. Um, I'm sorry, how old was he? Four. Four? Yep. How does that even happen? Sign that kid up for school. I mean, he's smart. He is super smart. And there's video of him that aired uh, on the news where he shows them exactly how he did this. Now, what I find really interesting is that, you know, it was a far. It's not like it was just like out the driveway and then down the road, like three blocks. It was like back out of the driveway take a block, go a block, turn one way, turn another way, and then go left on University Avenue in Blaine, which is a, like, large thoroughfare with many stoplights. He was driving up to 15 miles per hour. Oh, my God, this is crazy. He can barely see over the dashboard. Four years old. He makes it to the speedway. Now, like, think about this. The cops can't really pull a four-year-old over. Right? He's on a mission. He doesn't, like, what's he going to do? Just, like, pull over, you know? So they're trying to follow him and, like, keep him safe and everybody else on the road safe. As he pulls into the speedway, they're there. And they're like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, what do you do for a four-year-old? You don't take him to jail. Oh, no, he had a talking to, but he... Ran over some mailboxes. Oh, okay. He left a good piece so of the car in a neighbor's yard. So it wasn't completely successful. It was not without event. How was he say. able to reach the gas pedal? He bare like you. He shows on the video him like it's a Hyundai. By the way, it looks to be like an SUV, of or like a crossover type vehicle. Yeah. He's like rigid and trying to pull himself up over, but he can just barely see over the dashboard. It's like heartbreaking when you think about what could have happened. Oh my God. He could have easily gotten himself killed. Yeah. yeah. But again, I just want to say this. He did it like he snuck behind it when everybody else was otherwise occupied. Like, why would you ever think that would happen? Yep. There are no crazy, stupid idiots in this story. It's just such a crazy story. I had to share it. This little sweet, adorable kid, and he's super precocious. Like, he shows them on the news how to open the gas door. Like, he knows, like, he pays attention to what people do, and then he was imitating it. I don't think my kids today would know how to drive, like, when I, how to turn it on. When I was six, or well, it would have been probably 14 or 15 when I did driver's ed, I was a horrible person on the road when they finally first took us out on the, you know, the course or whatever, and you had the pedals on the driver's uh-huh. side i they constantly had to hit the brakes because i would like practically take us in a ditch <laughs> i so can't imagine trying to do that four. at the age of four four years old 
Again, to your point, Bradley, let's harness this amazing... Yeah, keep an eye on that kid for yeah. a number of reasons. Yeah. But uh, I feel like you could direct his powers for good and not evil. And he's cute as can be. Yeah. So I just thought that I just thought that was such a crazy story. You all had to hear it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, 245 every single day, we play a little game. We're going to do it today. It's called the Throwback Live at 245 on My Talk 107. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.